1: You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. You right? Yeah, I'm all right. My knob is bigger than your knob. It's got more pubes and a bulbous helmet. Sing it. <laughs> My knob is bigger than your knob. Sing it.
2: <laughs> that was
1: on wasn't It just before we come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- that
2: version wasn't. Oh no, no it I think was McCluskey's. McCluskey's. To hell with good intentions. An urgent
1: record, that. He's is urgent. Isn't it? Yeah. I like an urgent record. Yeah, I like an urgent record. Well, do you know what? Funnily enough, I've been reading. Um, Julian Cope's (laughs) autobiography. The most urgent, and that Well, that and Ace of Spades. Yeah, yeah, that's urgent. What other urgent? Tangled Malice is quite urgent. Yeah, it's pretty, it's it's rabble-rousing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty urgent.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: He's off somewhere, isn't he? (laughs) Yeah,
2: he's got to be somewhere sharpish. What, what what describes an urgent record? Do you think it's like the singer's is on a mission?
1: Yeah, I, from having read Julian Cope's book, he's definitely fucking on a mission. He, he's he he's definitely fucking. He was quite an uptight bloke. Have I told you about when I wrote to him? Oh, uh, didn't he didn't he send you about a really cuntish response? So horrible! <laughs> I asked him I about mean, his fanzine, and he was so rude. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that is fairly consistent. I mean, I've not really followed much of his career. The,
2: the Peg, His Peggy Suicide was the big album, wasn't it?
1: Well, yeah, that was a, his kind of... Was that his last sort of big album? Yeah, yeah. It was Beautiful Love on that. Yeah. It's
2: good, that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: but yeah, he... He doesn't really get mentioned much,
1: does he? And he and he's done a fair bit. No, no, but he's he's what 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 you'd call on Wikipedia. He's an orphaned article. Because, does that mean a cunt? No, but he just does his own thing, doesn't he? And don't really worry about who likes it. I would say that's pretty true of him, isn't it? Yeah. Do you reckon he's a bit of a cunt? Yeah, utterly. Yeah, oh, but right. but he's just released a single and have you heard this? No. He's released a single called Cunts Can Fuck Off. I mean, that's... They play. can, can't they? They, they really can. He's hit the nail on the head with that one.
2: He ain't going to get on a chart show without, easy. he?
1: No, I don't think he's even chart registered it. But, you know, I think it's a nice sentiment I think we can all buy into because cunts can fuck off. Aside from politicians
2: and the royals, you, you, you've made just, you know, your stance on that quite clear.
1: I haven't finished,
2: but no, I know you haven't, mate. For the
1: purpose of getting on with the podcast, yeah. I know, I know.
2: Um, who else would you like to tell fuck off? Just one name.
1: I mean, it's all people that now it's just it's going to just be people that people know that I want to fuck off. I mean, it's like Lad Baby and Ed Sheeran, just cunts. They can just fuck off. All right. Who would you tell? You, you always make out you're really easy going on these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I think, like... Piers, Morgan, no, Piers Morgan's too obvious. Who else? I don't know. I mean, I have a lot of interaction with our listeners just saying, like,
2: you seem like the more sort of measured, smart. Like, a lot of people have said words like, I don't know, like, brave. Um,
1: oh, I knew <laughs> we were getting around this. You're such a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I should have
2: spotted it coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, do you know what? Chris Moyles. Chris Moyles? Yeah.
1: He's a well-worn cunt, though, isn't he? Like,
2: yeah. I've made it clear my thoughts on Andy Peters. I won't go there again.
1: Andy Peters?
2: I don't like him.
1: What? Why? I just... Is it because he's black or because he's gay? Neither of
2: those things. Why are you saying that? Well, that's refreshing. Like, it's nothing to do with either of those things.
1: Come on. Why can't you pick, the, pick a white male target rather than just choosing... You know, don't hate on the hashtags. All right. Um, What is it about Andy Peters? Do you know what? I just don't trust him. Because he's smug.
2: Yeah. Um, A, he hasn't aged. That weirds me out.
1: Yeah, that is weird.
2: Um, And I just... He spoke Top of the Pops. Did he? He got the job, didn't he? He he run Top of the Pops. Ah. Uh, and so he signalled the end of that. And like... I I think
1: there was a lot of people spoiling Top of the Pops before Andy Peters came along, (laughs) weren't there?
2: (laughs) (laughs) With hindsight. In a very different way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, Oh, 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 oh. Are you just going to get this out of the way soon or or have you got a point in the show where you want to mention it? I
2: don't know what you're talking about. (sighs)
1: Should we just get it out of the way? Let's just get it out of the way. I don't really want to talk about it, mate. You hate talking about it, don't you? So, when when would you say it was like seven eight months ago? I mean, you've mentioned it a few times about how you'd never had an award. Um, let's let's get a
2: message from our sponsor. I don't. I really don't want to talk about it, mate. Um, so can't we just get it out
1: of the way so you haven't got to talk about it later on? No, I don't
2: want to. I don't want to make a big deal of it. I don't want to big it up and make people wait for any kind of thing. I'm, I'm, no, it's I've, all, right. I've, no, all no, 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 it's fine. I've got to talk about the sponsor. They've quickly. all heard it on your other podcast. Uh, I've got to talk about uh, our sponsor. Um, uh, So, um, uh, our friend Philia, Urban Inc., actually sent me a message this week um, uh, saying, uh, I mean, this is quite weird. Loving the podcast, it proper cracks me up. Now you think... He thinks that and gives us money. There can't be many people like that, can there? No, but if there are any more out there, hit us up. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, Anyway big news is, obviously, um, they've been our sponsor for a while now, so so huge thanks. uh, uh, No, uh, he's not uh, quitting, uh, is he? No, no, no. But, uh, so they've got uh, Tattoo Studios in Southend, Romford and Brentwood. And the big news is, at the end of July, Hornchurch, there's a new Tattoo Studio opening. Uh, So, what you can do is you can save yourself 20%, was it? 20%. 20% off of a tattoo... Uh, when you get in touch with Urban Inc, go to uh, their website. Just Google Urban Inc and uh, and pick whatever store. Drop them an email and say I'd love a tattoo. Uh, you've, become, you've you've come very well recommended by um, by Cunt and Roy uh, at the podcast. Um, and if you use the discount code,
1: Pawn Church.
2: If you use the discount code, Pawn Church. You don't need to see his face when he says that. It's really horrible. That's my R face. Your what face? My R face.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Save yourself 20% at uh, Urban Inc., our, our lovely sponsors. Um, and their, their, their artists are incredible. Go, go on the website, follow them on the socials. Um, we tag them on, on, on the socials for these episodes. So go, go give them a follow on the socials, check out their artwork. And, uh, and go down there, get yourself some ink, but make sure when you ring them up or you email them, you get yourself that 20% discount by shouting down the telephone, Porn Church. Oh,
1: <laughs> 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 oh dear. It can, right. be, it can be sexy and horrible. Yeah,
2: it really can. It really can. Um... Right, what are we starting
1: with? Should we just start with your award? Oh, I don't really want to talk about it. No, I know you don't want to talk about it, but the listeners will be wondering at this point. It's no big deal. Let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, All right, films. Um,
2: so um, I've got? got a letter. <laughs> and...
1: <laughs>
2: I got a letter the other day.
1: Uh, oh, just move on. You don't want to talk about it. There's no point forcing yourself, is there? Let's do films.
2: Do you know what? We should just get it out of the way then, I suppose. Like, um, I'll, I'll do like a, an edited version of it.
1: No, I'll do an edited version of it when, <laughs>
2: when I'm editing. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was a warm day. <laughs> <I'd>... <laughs> now, I've got a letter. Right, uh, The only award I've ever got is uh, the neediest Cunt Award that, that Cunt gave me. Uh, That's literally, I'm just looking at it now on my little mantelpiece. I got, because I've been banging on about how I'll be better on an island than you, and I'll be better in national service than you, right? I think I'm like... Each time I've dismantled your argument, carry on. But uh, I got a letter from the High Sheriff of Essex for a little incident where uh, I stopped in my car... And gave gave aid to uh, a police officer that had been run over trying to stop someone, uh, and I've then received the uh, High Sheriff's Award
1: and Rusty Sheriff's Award,
2: a check for two hundred and fifty pounds.
1: Who was the check made out to?
2: Simon Whiffin.
1: They've got you by mistake. It isn't even you. <laughs> it's not even you. <laughs> I'm fucking having that with both hands.
2: <laughs> Simon Whiffin. Me one fucking moment where I get an award and they get me fucking name wrong. Anyway.
1: Now, why are you showing off But This is an alternative podcast. not like going to the aid of a police oh, no, officer. Do you know
2: what? What did you send me? What did you send me? Oh, I'd be
1: more of a maverick. I would have... no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, you know, so you've helped a police officer. She's going to get better. She's going to end up kneeling on some black bloke's neck or fucking leading some woman into the woods.
2: You, There's a good you, what, chance. What did there? you
1: say you would have done? Don't know. What did I say? Hacked a pig's head off. <laughs> I didn't so I'd never say that.
2: Films? Or music?
1: Deleting that text from the group. <laughs> <laughs> I think the police do a very good job. Under, you, you said um, I was like... I think the police do a very good job under very difficult circumstances, and it's just a few bad apples that give them a bad name. Right, can we move
2: <laughs> on? You, you likened me to Gary Barlow or Ed Sheeran. You
1: are just fishing for an OBE, aren't you? Just slimy fucking system-sucking cunt.
2: Right. Do you know what? I'm not afraid to give a bit back, mate.
1: Is there going to be a ceremony where you receive that award? Like, on stage at the it's Civic Hall? It's going
2: to be like the end of Star Wars. <laughs> just going to walk up some stairs. <laughs> get a big fucking medal.
1: Just you, turn around. You, Barlow, Sheeran and a Wookiee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Rapturous applause. You're just sitting at the back. Fucking... Wanking ev- ev- and crying. Ev- every now and again going, I've had three top 20 hits. Yeah, whatever.
1: Look at your mate, Roy. Brave. So fucking brave, wouldn't I? am brave. Brave is not a word I'd use for you. Deluded? Yeah, brave. I'm like brave art. You ain't got art. You a can brave
2: take heart. what you want from me, but you want my freedom! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's really offensive to Scottish people, that is. <laughs> that was a really bad impression, <laughs> I do apologise. It sounded like that bit from the Soup Dragons. <laughs> really, don't be afraid. Oh, my throat really hurts. <laughs> I've done too much singing already. You won't already. take
3: my freedom.
2: <laughs> uh, we, I've been listening back to some podcasts which I've never done before. I was telling you that we sing a lot on these podcasts, and you was like, "Well, that's what drunk blokes do." I was like, "Drunk
1: blokes are meant to sing a lot, aren't they?" Yeah,
2: yeah. All right. What are we starting with music?
1: Um. No, we start with films like we usually, like what we usually do. Mm. You reckon that you've listened back to the early podcasts we and we start with music. With music. Mm. <clears throat> right.
2: Uh, I've got less notes on some things and I've got uh, very little on films, so you might have to take the lead on uh, on this. Let me just get up, movie phone, hang on.
1: <laughs> on movie web there's only one film, so we might be grateful of movie phone. Oh, mate, it's fucking hundreds. Right, what you got? Tron. Mm, yeah, I got that.
2: Um, do you remember anything about Tron I remember it had like a little uh, computer game like a handheld one that I always really wanted yeah that was it I don't, like, I don't like sci-fi do I
1: you can't just not like sci-fi Star Wars the only sci-fi film you like why would you watch any more yeah but that's like having one beer and going like well you know I like my first Fosters why would you ever try another beer It's a really bad example. But you know, you can't just like one thing and then that's like in, in that in that case, you'd have heard Crowded House and then you'd have never gone back and listened to the Smiths. Because I've discovered the whole alternative genre, the pinnacle of it, and it's The Weather With You by Crowded House. Prick. <laughs> um must you know, right. like another sci fi film. Um Flash Gordon. Well, nothing since the seventies.
2: I don't like Alien.
1: About like Hunger Games.
2: Is that sci-fi?
1: Oh, well, sci-fi. I know like... oh, no, what you mean. It's more sort of dystopian, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I want, I want laser guns, lightsabers, and action, and I don't want to have to think about it. Things like Alien, you have to think about
1: it. Just stick with Star. Best, just stick with Star Wars. Thanks,
2: mate. Um, i t- I've never seen Tron. I don't think. Have you?
1: I, I have, but I, I found it. A, I found it a bit like just couldn't really get into it. Oh, and, so, and, it's
2: all right if you found it boring and you don't really like sci-fi.
1: No, I got. I, I started fucking
2: Barry Norman. I
1: started reading about it.
2: No, you didn't read about it. What? Oh no! I thought you could say you don't, read it.
1: Like oh, I, I mean that's the thing. Is any film you can name? I've probably read the book already, <laughs> <laughs> and it was better. So, because you can go into more detail in a book, um, and a. Uh, so I started to read up about Tron on, on Wikipedia, and like it just, the Wikipedia entry didn't hold my interest, and I, just could, I didn't get any further than just reading it. it. was like a sci-fi film with a very early use of um, uh, computer graphics. So did
2: it sort of have a couple of lines about it, and then it just sort of tailed off by saying, oh, don't worry about it, Roy do all the prep.
1: No, it just said, like, Roy will probably just bang on about Star Wars and say there's nothing else <laughs> anyway, so it's a waste of time doing any prep, because he'll just shout you down and then end up talking about his award again.
2: I would have been a Jedi. <laughs> um Officer and a Gentleman come out on July the twenty 1982. No, he didn't. Yes, it did. Oh,
1: that's been out already. No, it
2: ain't.
1: Do you get this on movie phone?
2: Yes. Love lifters up we below Who sings that? Joe Cocker and Jennifer Warnes.
1: He had a beard, didn't he? He did, yeah. I did Do you think he had a bearded sound? <laughs> It's quite
2: bearded, isn't it? Yeah. He was a sort he was a sort of Scottish bearded sand. Was he Scottish Joe Cocker? No, he was a he was a was he a brummy. I think he might have been a brummy.
1: I, I have no fucking oh, I idea. I'm
2: really disrespecting places at the moment. Uh where was Joe Cocker from? I'm not sure. He might have been a Brummy. He was really famous, wasn't he? Was
1: he? I thought, I don't know if I thought he was American.
2: Nah, no, he's definitely not. Uh uh. I liked Officer and a Gentleman.
1: I don't know nothing about it. Oh,
2: Richard Gere was handsome then. He was a dish.
1: Yeah, he was, wasn't he?
2: Yeah. He's, mums uh,
1: liked him, didn't they?
2: Yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he, he, I think, uh, yeah, and he, um, th- the story goes, uh, the plot of the film, is he's, he's, like, he's a bit wayward, yeah. tries to sign up, uh, and uh, he's kind of a bit of a wild card. Much the same with Stripes and... Private Benjamin, all but this is a serious one. Yeah. Uh, there's a, you know, there's some love interests in it, and, oh, yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh, loads of films. What else you got? Uh, I've never seen it, but me dad, me dad had it. Um, Burt Reynolds, and, um, Dolly Parton, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas.
1: Oh, I've never seen that.
2: Yeah, I remember thinking, I bet that's rude. I bet it ain't.
1: Oh, it's got to be though, And it? A whorehouse. Think of the stuff that goes on in them places.
2: What goes on in them places?
1: What, whorehouses? Yeah. Well, just people paying for intercourse with largely disgruntled sex workers.
2: (laughs) Uh, Tron. um, What else have we got? The Secret of Nim. Remember that? No. Like a little kind of, it wasn't Disney, but it was like a little thing about uh, a little mass. I remember going to the Thameside to watch that. No. Yeah. What, as a kid? Yeah. Well, no, not the fucking last week, was it? I went in 1982. <laughs> uh, loads of like martial arts films, raw, false.
1: Oh, I did see fucking uh, Chuck Norris in Forced Vengeance. That doesn't sound very nice, Rakey. does it? so Rape the old title, is not it?
2: Yeah.
1: I- I've got to say, actually, like we've talked about a lot of blokes from the 80s. Do you know much about Chuck Norris?
2: Um, from what I've been told, he has the cure for cancer in his tears, but he's never cried.
1: Right, so I, I just got... This is This is just a little paragraph from right. his Wikipedia, right? Carlos Ray, in quotes, Chuck Norris, uh, born March 10th, 1940, is an American martial artist and actor. He's a black belt in Tang Soo Do, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Judo. That's well hard. That is fucking hard. That's three different disciplines. After serving in the United States Air Force... Norris won many martial arts championships and later founded his own discipline, Chung Kuk Do. That's not so good. What? Chung Kuk Do. I mean, like, the name needs a bit of work. Chung
2: Kuk? Why is it not called fucking... Chuck Up. Yeah.
1: Spunk Up Do. Yeah. Chuck Um... Fuck You Up. Chuck (laughs) Fuck You (laughs) Up. (laughs) Uh, Right, so uh, shortly after in Hollywood, Norris trained celebrities in martial arts. Uh, Norris went on to appear in a minor role in the spy film The Wrecking Crew. Friend and fellow martial artist Bruce Lee invited him to play one of the main villains in Way of the Dragon. Mm. So you've got someone, he was a black belt in three different disciplines, started his own fucking discipline... He was in the US Air Force. Yeah. You've got to be fucking tough to be in the air. It's not all just fucking sitting around playing Soggy Biscuit. No. Like, you've got to be tough. And then he trained trained like feeble celebrities in martial arts to appear convincing. That takes some fucking doing. And he was in a film with his mate, Bruce Lee, the hardest man in China. That he's basically like the American Pat Roach. Is there anyone harder than Chuck Norris in the world? I reckon Roach would have given him a run
2: for his money. Ah, I don't think he had the disciplines. I think Roach would have been talled up. I think Roach would. I reckon Norris would have got a few off of him and Roach would have been, oh, fuck this. And I reckon he would have had like a fucking, I don't know, like a table leg or a wheel brace or something like that and just fucking gone to work.
1: (laughs) So are you picturing the fight in a scrapyard?
2: (laughs) Yes, of course. He he turned up on fucking Roach's doorstep, did not he?
1: Well, see, I was imagining it in, in a ring, Big Daddy's brother announcing it all. Norris comes out and he's wearing a leotard and he feels a bit embarrassed and self-conscious. That gives Roach the upper hand.
2: Maybe. Roach goes for like a fucking, a big old wrestling clinch. Whereas Norris goes for a fucking round ass. Bollock pops out the side of the leotard. (laughs) He feels vulnerable and exposed.
1: (laughs) Before
2: you know it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a close match.
1: Roach daddy. Easy, easy. Yeah,
2: Yeah. before you know it. Yeah, Norris is on his back. And the old Brazilian jiu-jitsu. One, get you two, ass uh, three. It's all over. Crabtree's fucking got fucking twenty-five stone on you. <laughs> Game over. Yeah. Uh, any other films? Uh, there's lots of like. There's a film called Zapped, and it just—it's literally that the cover is a woman bent over a desk, and two blokes leaning through a window, looking up her skirt, trying to grab her ass. Different times the eighties, wasn't it?
1: It was acceptable in the eighties.
2: Um. What else we got? Young Doctor in Love. It's just a bloke and a, and a nurse. And again, some legs. It's just it's just everyone's having it off. Summer Lovers. It's just three people having it off. A midsummer night sex comedy. They're just having it off for shits and giggles. Another film called Let's Do It. Uh, a woman in a negligee uh, and a bloke in a box.
0: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
2: If wrapped. They're going to have it off. Like...
1: It's better nowadays with all the hashtag me too stuff, isn't it?
2: We done with films?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it looks like it.
2: Okay, let's do some music. Uh, okay. Right, number one, I've got fame.
1: You've you've picked the right chart this month. Have I? You've started going for the one in the middle of the month, I like, have, yeah. like what I do. Yeah.
2: Wow, 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 wow. Um, fame. Who's the most famous person you've met? The Bee Gees. That's massive, isn't it?
1: It's up there, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, I didn't meet them properly. Like, I just went to, went to see their they had done like an acoustic gig at the, the Capital FM Expo. Yeah. And uh, they come at the front of the stage afterwards and was just signing everyone's albums and stuff. And I got I got all three BGS singles. Oh, drum. it was
2: still Barry Morris and Robin. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. The full the full crew. Yeah. I suppose that must have been in like early nineties. So was that? Um, you
2: win again. So yeah. little time.
1: Yeah. They'd done like have just done a couple of um acoustics they'd done To Love Somebody. It was fucking amazing. See it with an acoustic guitar and the harmonies. Wow.
2: That's a moment, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That that same day, got all three signatures on my Ebb T shirt and Arthur Mullards. Sort of took the uh value (laughs) out out of it. Quite a bit, hasn't it? You, i
2: remember when you met arthur mallard you was really happy when i you, was
1: happy? as happy meeting arthur mallard as I was the Bee Gees, but you know looking back just wish i hadn't got him to sign that same t-shirt could have got him to just sign something else couldn't i hmm. dirty man Disgraced, pearly king arthur mallard
2: um i've got the na- the na- Do you know what he did mallard what know what he did mallard yeah he done um that song from Greece, didn't he, with another woman? Yeah, that's
1: right, Beryl Reed.
2: Yeah, that's really bad. They just look like a pair of fucking silly old cunts <laughs> on Top of the Pops.
1: Yeah, they were just a pair of silly old Who cunts. Who bought that? Silly old cunts. Hmm. My nan and grandad, probably. <laughs> Rene and Renato and Arthur Mullard and Beryl Reed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Beryl Reed Was she the one that was in Mooncat?
1: Oh, I don't know. She'd done quite a bit of stuff, Beryl Reid, didn't she? Yeah. she? She was still kind of doing quite a bit of stuff in the 80s, wasn't yeah. she, Beryl? Popped up here and there.
2: Bet she didn't know what fucking Mullard was up to.
1: Um, either she did, or she knew and just cho- chose to turn a blind eye to get on top of the pops.
2: Rest in peace, Beryl Reid. Bananas uh, in the charts with Shy Boy.
1: That's a bit shit-shy boy, isn't it? I don't even know how it goes. Used to be a shy boy till oh, I made yeah. him my boy. Yeah. Oh, and then it goes, don't it make you feel good? Shoop shoo ah Not to be confused with, don't it make you feel good? mm
2: Stefan Dennis. Stefan Dennis. heart heartthrob.
1: I met him walking along uh, Charing Cross Lane one time and uh, he was wearing like this kind of Christmas jumper and I stopped him and I got him to sign an aspirin packet. <laughs> nice bloke. Yeah, he was was perfectly reasonable, yeah. Not like Andy Fletcher from Depeche Mode, but he's dead now, so I'm just going to stop going on about it.
2: Um, Neighbours uh, finished last week. Yeah. You liked Neighbours, didn't you? Yeah. Up until about a year ago.
1: Shut up! (laughs) No, I stopped watching years ago. You,
2: You used to be really... You're such a prick. You used to be so weird... And you'd be like, well, should we do that? Yeah, no, no, I'm just going to go and get some chips and watch the soaps lunchtime. And you would watch
1: the soaps. Oh, my friend was really strange. He used to, like, eat food and watch TV. (laughs) Oh, isn't he weird? No, but
2: you set your watch by your stupid fucking system. Had a routine. Routine, yeah. You don't need a routine when you're a young
1: man. Come on, we're going to go out. Neighbours are no away first and me chips. It might turn out I was on the spectrum. And then you're still going to be a cunt about it.
2: Did you have a spe- You didn't have a spectrum, did you? You had a...
1: No, I had an acorn electron. You was at home playing with your acorn. Um- <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I was just waiting for it to load up.
2: <laughs> um, shy boy, can you remember the first time you asked a girl out? And did you have pubes?
1: Oh, do you know what? Yeah, I, prob- I probably can. And probably, like... Probably not. I'd have been, like... Do you remember? We went to the... um, We went to the cinema. uh, To the state in Greys. To see... I can't fucking remember. Oh, uh, Michael J. Fox, The Secret of My Success. Yeah. And um, we got talking to some girls there. And then... uh, I don't think I don't think we thought we was ever going to see him again. And then I see one of them in Grey's like the next week. And uh, I think I, it was one of them seize the moment things, which I've never done in any of my life. Thank you. And um, and I think I I think I said like, do you want to go out? Uh, but I don't. I think I was about 14, and I think I must have had like probably uh, probably more than half a dozen pews, but not as many as a dozen.
2: Did you say yes? Yeah. Did you go out? Yeah. Where'd you go? South End. Really? Yeah.
1: Why so I don't know about this. Because you were such a cunt <laughs> that if I'd have told you about it, you'd have turned up with some other little kid. Come on. And just been shouting at us from another ride or something and just ruined it. And I wanted to hold hands and, like, maybe just a chance of kissing someone and a nice day out without your chubby little head fucking poking up and ruining it for me. So that's why you don't know about it. Exactly what would have happened
2: to me. Can I come? No. Please, no. Where
1: are you going again? <laughs> what time are you getting there? <laughs> Nothing.
2: Oh, dear. Uh. All right, so um, uh, what else have we got in the charts? What you what, what you want to talk about?
1: We'll talk about you asking someone out. I remember
2: uh, going uh, in in the fourth year uh, junior school, going to York on a school trip, uh, and there was a new girl that had started about six months previously. They're
1: always a bit more exotic than new girls, were not they? Oh, yeah, and she lived in the
2: next road. Her name was Colette. And I proper fancied her. And uh And I remember like we, we was going saying we had this conversation about um how excited we all were, and it was me, Painter, yeah, uh, and her and her mate Bev. And uh
1: Can we just go back to painter when you finish this story? Yeah,
2: all right. And uh and so so me and Painter were like going, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, uh I- I'm gonna like I- I'm gonna ask at Colette. And I don't think I ever really had the bottle to do it. But uh I remember like um we was all just getting a bit fucking clever and we was all like, Yeah, when we get to York, like, should we play like strip cards? And <laughs> like and it was never gonna happen. Nah. Like and, But you're the uh, lads away from home. Yeah. And uh and all i uh I, I remember happening was going there and like and, and just as I, I did pretty much until I was about thirty, just nervously fucking just sort of, sort of skirted around going what right. uh, but um when we did get home, I did say, "Do you want to go out uh and she went, "Yeah, bev, bev, we're going to go out." and I was like, "Oh what why are you bringing her?" And then so I, I took paint, her yeah, and, like, and I remember like going home and like we was going over black shots. And I remember saying, like, mum and dad were like, where are you going? I went over black shots. And they were like, who with? And I was like, painter. And she went, what, what just Glenn? I was like, yeah. And, like, <laughs> and I think my dad was like, oi, going out of a bird. And I was just like, shut up. And like, yeah, and he just went out there. And that was it. Beginning and end of. Never asked her out. Fancied her. That was it. Rubbish, is it? And, and York was an anti-climax. We didn't play strip trumps. I just ended up back in my room and I just remember Malcolm Brown <laughs> <Malcolm Brand laughs> waking up Sid by pulling his ass cheeks as wide apart as he possibly could. Uh, and he had the weirdest arsehole I've ever seen. Oh, Sid? No, Malcolm Brown.
1: Oh, oh, Malcolm Brown was pulling his ass cheeks yeah. apart to wake Sid. Yeah. I thought he meant he was pulling Sid's ass cheeks <laughs> no, apart.
2: No, no. But, uh, yeah, that was the talk of the holiday was Malcolm Brown's eye. <laughs> yeah. What was
1: weird about it in retrospect?
2: It had a massive brown ring around it. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a big unit, wasn't he? Oh, I
1: don't know. I don't remember him. Yeah. Is he still a big unit? I
2: don't know. I ain't seen him since I was 11. You want to
1: hope we don't hear about you talking about <laughs> his arsehole on our podcast. <laughs> Come looking for him. Malcolm, if you're listening, that's purely him. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds completely
2: normal to me, mate. Mate, if you want to disassociate yourself from that, I am disassociating myself from 99% of the shit that you come out with (laughs) on here. That's far more fucking dangerous.
1: You can't, it's coming out on your network.
2: Right. Uh, Oh, bollocks. Uh, What else we got?
1: What else we got? I I just wanted to say about. So, Painter, that you mentioned in that story. Yeah. His dad was brave.
2: I don't think that was his dad. I think that was his uncle.
1: No, it was his dad. Was it? Painter's dad, he was brave. Because yeah. this kid was getting bitten by an Alsatian and it had, locked its, it had locked its jaws onto the kid and he ran over and he squeezed the dog's bollocks until they popped, at which point the dog released the child and died. The child didn't? No, the child didn't die. The dog, dog died from having popped bollocks.
2: <laughs> Do you reckon if someone squeezed your bollocks till they popped, you'd die?
1: Yes. 100% if your bollocks pop you die it's like your belly bun like they're the they're the beginnings of life Your bollocks aren't they because where babies come from they live in live in your bollocks <laughs> pop out your cock up the bird's chuff don't they and then like yeah. grow in a womb and that you, and you, then, get, you should have considered teaching and like the the cold that comes out of a bird's chuff like, into your belly button is, you know, the source of life. So I've always said that. If you get your bollocks popped or, like, anything happens with your belly button, you just bleed to death. Because that. they are the very source of life.
2: Take care, the people. Take fountain
1: care. of life. Because you hear about that all the time, do you? Someone, like, getting booted in the bollocks. Their bollocks pop and they just, that's it. They just keel over and that's the end of them. So what da, else you got in the charts? The
2: da 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 Boop, Where's boop, that? Boop, number two.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you know the story behind that?
2: No. Tell me about Trio.
1: No, I don't know anything about it. It's it, oh, right. it a chocolate move on, bar then. from the 80s. Um,
2: do you like number three? Abra, Abra, Cadabra. I want to reach out and grab you.
1: I don't know why. I've just had it in my mind. Abra, abracadabra. I want to fuck a cadaver. That's just been going around in my head for the last 20 years. Fair enough. Hmm. Yeah, I do like that. Do you like it? Not really. No? Why, don't what know. don't you like about it? I
3: don't know.
2: I think it just makes me think of magic, and I hate magic.
1: <laughs> Why
2: do you hate magic? Tell me a good magician.
1: Paul Daniels?
2: Tell me a good magician.
1: I don't know, like David Blaine or someone? He's not really a magician, is he? I don't know. He's a...
2: He's, uh, Illusion, illusion. Illusionist. Yeah, but yeah. it's the same thing. It's just what
1: the magicians had to rebrand themselves because everyone no, thought they were no. like Paul McDaniel. Paul. Uh, uh,
2: uh, no, did you say Paul McDaniel? Paul
1: McDaniel. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, there, there's absolutely no way that fucking Dynamo would say abracadabra.
1: No, but, the, like, time's moved on. Magicians just rebranded themselves as illusionists because whenever anyone said magician, you just think of some little fucking irritating bloke with a massive problem, an horrible little syrup, and a quite rootable wife. Worship me, Debbie. Um, Or the great Soprendo. He was married to Victoria Wood, wasn't he? Was he? Yeah. Is that a lie? No, he's, that, that was her husband. Wow. Yeah. Fair enough. Um,
2: Oh, have you got anything to say about Don't Go by Yazoo?
1: I wish I'd said someone else now. Yeah, I would have believed that. (laughs) Yeah.
2: What? (laughs)
1: That's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's my least
2: favourite of their singles. Just showing off. Well, I'm not showing off, it's my least favourite. What, out of all their singles? Yeah. Well, all the big ones. It's not as good as Nobody's Diary. It's not as good as Situation. It's nowhere near as good as Only You.
1: Right, I I would say it's better than Situation. I mean, you're wrong. Yeah, but it's a proper proper song. (laughs) Wrong. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. That's what Boris Johnson should start doing. That's all he's got left, is not it? I'd be it? on board <laughs> if he started doing that. He'd, he'd start to endear himself to me then.
2: Just going, saving two words. Every time someone says something, i would just go wrong or go boring. Like. I have to
1: say Mick Lynch was doing that the other night and it was, it, 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 liar, you're lying, you're just lying. Lie up, liar, liar, <laughs> you're just lying. <laughs> you can win arguments doing shit like that. Um, in at 6
2: uh in at
1: six. All right, now I've had a warning about not slagging off driving in my car. Who from? Paul Rogers. Are you going to slag it off? Um,
2: as a kid, I loved it. Yeah. As a big Madness fan, in retrospect, it's not one of me faves.
1: No, I think it ain't, it ain't, is it? Ain't as good as all the good ones. No. What do you reckon it's better than? What Madness songs would you say is better than? What would you... I mean... It's probably better than uh, Sweetest Girl. It's not as good as Waiting for the Ghost Train. It's not as good as Uncle Sam. Is it better
2: than One Better Day?
1: No. Do, do, do you know what? I think One Better Day is a fucking masterpiece. I really do think... I think that's one of their best ones. That's all right. No, I, I, I think oh, you need to go back and listen to it again. I really do think that's a cracker. Honestly, I think in, in years to come, that will be your crowded house moment that day <laughs> you slagged off one better day. I can see you've already got regret in your eyes and you, you're bouldering you, on asking me to edit it out. I'll
2: tell you a single that driving in my car, I, I think driving in my car is better than Return of Lost Palmer 7.
1: I don't know. I really like Return no, of the No, I do. Sarah. I don't have a problem with any madness. So stop making me hate madness. Well, stop slagging it off because Paul Rogers is going to cry about it. See, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Rita. Is, is it driving in my car? has got that bit in it. Uh, <laughs>
2: That's, that's
1: like Return of Lost Palmer, so yeah. that an instrumental bit. There's plenty to like about it, but it's, it's much more disposable than a lot of their other good singles, like House of Fun that we've got to mention last month. It's stood the test of time better, I reckon.
2: It started with a kiss.
1: And anything that Alan Partridge has sung, he is sort of defined, is not he? <laughs> yeah. It started with a curse. You uh, don't remember me, do you? <laughs> so aggressive <laughs> when he sings
2: that. That's so funny.
3: <laughs> uh,
1: do you like that?
2: Not really. Do you like right. any hot chocolate? Uh, that's quite good, isn't it? I yeah. believe in miracles. Yeah, sexy little really song, isn't it? Thing. Uh, yeah. All um, oh, up to number nine. Come on, Arlene. I didn't, like, it's weird in any, in any other decade that would have gone straight to number one.
1: Yeah, but I I think things were slow burners in the eighties and it took a little time sometimes for things to catch on and uh, and make their way up there. Also like there's some pretty there's some pretty stiff competition there, aren't there? Like there's some you know, there's some big bands ahead of them, are not there? Like you think like fucking Banana Rama, Yazo, Madness, they all shifted a few units, didn't they, in the eighties? Hot chocolate, fucking hell. Um Oh, I fucking love Come On, Eileen. I really do think oh, it's a fucking brilliant. masterpiece. It is brilliant. It was ruined, wasn't it, by just being played in pizzazz our fucking local shit nightclub in the 90s.
2: It's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. There's, there's a lot going on in that song. Uh, I did see that there was an ACDC track. Uh, for those about to rock, we salute you. Uh that's a rock title, isn't it? Um, I think ACDC are rubbish.
1: Oh, stay on, mate. Fucking hell. I've said it. I don't know. I just never really went when on they've my radar. have got one
2: song that what? is all of their songs.
1: What's their one song? Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? Everything is the same thing. It's just like... But lots of people like you. Him
2: just squawking and that, that fucking bloke dressed as a fucking schoolboy fucking mincing around on
1: fucking... Jimmy Cranky. Guitar. Jimmy Cranky on guitar... <laughs> Like, um... You're alienating a big chunk of our fan base here going against ACD, so I you're going to regret I, this. I'm
2: not going to regret
1: it. Yo, shut me
2: up! <laughs> yo, yo! Uh, <laughs> it's all the fucking
3: same.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hurt me throat again. Um And even when they put out records, and not some more, but like, they still sound exactly the same, and people fucking love them. And if that's your thing, fair play. Yeah. I don't have to like it. Oh, I guarantee say- a lot of people... that I, f- The theme from fame is better than anything ACDC have ever done.
1: Better or worse than Reef? ACDC? Yeah.
2: I I'll I'll, I'll prefer Reef.
1: Fucking
2: <laughs> hell. <laughs> I have one of Reef on my podcast, and he's a really nice bloke. Oh,
1: you just can't cunt them off, can you?
2: Um, don't get me wrong, if ACDC want to come on a podcast, I'm a big fan. <laughs> um, I've also got um, David Essex. Me and my girl, night clubbing.
1: It's shit, that is.
2: I ain't heard it since uh, then. Do you know
1: what? That's one that I went and, went and had a little look at on top of the pops. It really is fucking... It's dire. It's really dog shit.
2: Have you ever took a girl to a nightclub?
1: No, that was, that was the inconsistency that I thought about. It. It's like the idea... Of going night, what's the point of going nightclubbing with your girl? Yeah.
2: If you got a girl, you don't go nightclubbing
1: anymore, do you? Just no, go home or, and have it off. yeah, or if you're bored with that, like just leave her at home and then go nightclubbing.
2: Yeah, or, go, or that. Yeah, like, but it made me think.
1: Who wrote, Whoever wrote that, just had never been to a nightclub. I don't think, and knows like the kind of things that happen in nightclubs, or or. Or don't.
2: David Essex wouldn't have took a woman to a nightclub.
1: He wouldn't have needed to. Would like, nah. He
2: had minge on tap.
1: Like, you smell his fingers nowadays and they still smell of the 70s. He got so much. Just, <laughs> he scrubbed and scrubbed bleach, pickled onion, vinegar. He just can't get the smell of fannies off his fingers. He was such a heartthrob.
2: Yeah, he was that prolific. Like, I reckon... If you could bottle if you had to bottle him from the seventies, I reckon he was thirty percent blue stratos, seventy per cent minge. That yeah. would but that's that's what he would if you if you walk past him and you breathed him in.
1: Yeah. What do you reckon nowadays like I'd say thirty per cent minge, twenty percent high karate, twenty percent balls. <laughs> Craig, <laughs> reckon he does keep a pocket of non snuggits these days. <laughs> <laughs> He's got her, hasn't he?
2: Women love David Essex. I
1: do, don't they?
2: Yeah, they he, loved, he
1: had that cheeky,
2: Romany. Cheek,
1: yeah, oh, was he, he, had,
2: he had blue eyes, didn't he? Am I right? Did he have piercing blue eyes? Oh, I, no.
1: I don't know. He was a very, he was a very cheeky, cheeky, like cheeky looking bloke. I remember, like, I
2: mean? my mum loved Cliff, mm. and Sid's mum loved David Essex.
1: Mm.
2: Like uh, people loved a bit of Essex I think he'd done like Cliffs a little while ago and I think there was still a load of old Avon ladies down there with moistons
1: definitely I reckon if you like Cliff Richard like your mum did you'd be thinking about like being you know gently deflowered on a bed but if you like David Essex like you're prepared to just have it up an alley skirtaged up up an alley
2: I, I i would see that slightly differently. I reckon Cliff, he's, he's took you for strawberries and cream at Wimbledon, uh, and then he's took you back to a nice hotel. Helmcast uh, house. Yeah, he's probably fucking... I reckon he's probably some missionites, you know, just to kind of like woo you a little bit. Whereas Essex, I reckon he'll fucking...
1: Hold me close. He's already got a chubby. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. I reckon the next
2: thing you know is you're being bent over a shy horse and he's fucking, he's hanging out the back of you.
1: Definitely. If you went to the cinema with Essex, you know, you know what you're going to get if you're reaching the popcorn.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50.
2: Nights in white satin.
1: Do you know what that always makes me think of? When when uh, me and Andy used to go and do the pubic cube gigs around the talent competitions, there was always some fucking cunt with a mullet singing Nights in white satin. Like song, though? No, nah, it's, 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 it's an horrible song. That's, that's the kind of song that people play when they're making love to their wife. Yeah.
2: All oh, right, fucking hell. Just because you're fucking smashing women to fucking ace of spades, some of us are a bit more <laughs> gentle. Like... I like to stick on a fucking moody blues song and just make a little love. Uh, Pretty much, just get down tonight. I'm
1: gonna to throw up.
2: <laughs> right, you got any more songs you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, because um, right, I, I noticed at number thirty is uh, Brat with Chalk Dust. The umpire strikes back.
2: Oh, I saw that.
1: <laughs> Do you remember that? Was
2: that you? got me serious,
1: man. Yeah, it was that one. Yeah, the bloke who just took off John McEnroe. It wasn't but like novelty records were a big thing. So Sam who's directing Shannon Matthews the musical, yeah. her dad was in the firm. You well, know done Star Trek. Yeah, Star Trekking. And he was in the charts at number thirty-nine this week with Arthur Daly, He's all right. So have you heard that lately? No. I, I went and um, went and checked it out on top of the pops and I have to say, sorry Sam, it is fucking dog shit. Have you <laughs> It's like Chaz and Dave but it's really fucking tenuous. But that was the era, wasn't it? It's like the era of them novelty songs. And fucking hell, if, if you got one, I mean, that one done all right. And fucking hell, like, I've got nothing bad to say about Star Trek, and apart from it being, like, one of those irritating fucking songs of all time. Mm. Like, fucking hell. It was a big it wasn't it? Yeah. But the, the Arthur Daily one did make me think, like, are there the characters around nowadays to do something like that? Like, who would you... Is it because TV was so... Everyone watched the same fucking things, didn't they? And that, that's what, like, we all sat down and watched Top of the Pops with our mums and dads. Like, everyone fucking watched it. And everyone watched Minder and, you know, and The Sweeney. And is there anything nowadays that you could take off like that? Do, do you see what I'm saying? Like,
2: Yeah, I'm just trying to think what what you could do. Gemma Collins doing Can Can. There ain't nothing...
1: Where's your alpha dailies? They're not allowed anymore, are they? Aren't they? Not really. Like he wasn't a sexual predator, was no, he? I'm not he saying just... he was a sexual predator, but like, you know, it,
2: you're not allowed to have fellas like that anymore.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're, you're probably right. Like nowadays, alpha daily would like it'd have to be black trans, like Ukrainian. I went to the Ukraine. if I mentioned that? Many times. Okay.
2: Didn't get an award for
1: that. You probably will do at some point. I'm
2: sure. Very brave doing that.
1: So bloody brave. I don't want to talk about it. Um, not so ponce. Not so ponce. William.
2: Um, before we do TV, okay. Um, David Sylvian. Ponce. Hundred
1: percent ponce. Did you say David Sylvian last month?
2: Not sure. Duran Duran's Nick Rhodes. Ponce. Uh, frontman of the Associates, Billy Mackenzie.
1: You're leading me down an alley here because clearly fucking it's just a bunch of ponces.
2: Alright, fair enough. Mick Fleetwood. Let's do some television.
1: Big fella. Big fingers. You've
3: got big fingers.
1: are <laughs> not as big as Mink Fleetwood. Did you see the size of them? Jesus Christ.
3: Yeah.
2: It'd you wouldn't your, want a digit off a fucking Fleetwood, would you?
1: No, well, no, especially not if you're eight.
2: Doliana started um Dolly doliana was like it was just shit, and I remember the theme tune a little bit, uh but yeah, it was just a fucking rubbish, fucking doll, um which made me think, did you ever have like a teddy?
1: Yeah, I did, but like you can't really talk about it nowadays. What was your teddy?
2: Oh, was it one off of a jam jar? yeah, uh I had a teddy. Did you? Yeah. I remember your teddy. I've still got him. Have you? Yeah. You've got, he's got like a little... Was he blue? Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, he had a very withered arm, because I used to like, like sort of like stroke his arm, like that. Yeah. And uh, it all went a bit withered. And my mum kept stitching it back on, and he had like a really thin arm and a massive paw. Uh, <laughs> but I've still got him in the garage.
1: And I remember, he was always on Get the... Get him out of the garage, you heartless cunt. But I, it's a bit weird, Do isn't you it? You fertilise your kids' toys, and
2: uh, so I uh, bring I, him back in the family. For I, the I sake. did used to have him in the family, like when I lived, still lived at home. I, I used to still have him on my bed, like and bollocks used to come round, and, and he used to pick him up, and he used to go, he Kiggy here," and he used to fucking play with him, and I was always like. Nick, put him down. You know, he's Keggy. And I was like, put him down and stop calling him Keggy. Oh. That's really horrible. But his name was Ted. It wasn't the most original name. I love Ted.
1: You do, you do, don't you? I had
2: Ted a lot longer than I think I should have had Ted.
1: Oh, I've still got my one.
2: Have you? Yeah. Where? But he's in your mum's loft, fritzelised.
1: No, he's at, my, he's at my loft, but only because... Get him out of the loft, you artless cunt. I can't display him anymore. Political correctness has meant that, I, you know, I've had to edit out parts of my childhood. Political correctness got mad. Uh,
2: So, I we won't play school. What was it I watched? But
1: Fred Harris was on it. Now, do you remember Fred Harris? He wasn't a nonce. Why are you saying that? Well, he had a beard for a while. He did have a beard for a while. So, this is what I wanted to talk about. I Googled. He's the least Nancy Harris on TV. Who are you thinking? Rolf and Whispering. <laughs> if you had to put them in order of nancy there'd be Rolf at the end and Fred at the start. Yeah. All right. Anyone? We that, don't
2: need to know who's in the middle. No. Like... But would you trust anyone that whispers? So, uh, Fred Harris. are whispering
1: about? Like, just say it out loud, man.
2: Look at Fred Harris. What a fucking
1: good bloke. He's just a good bloke yeah. who, who happens to have a beard. Yeah,
2: Fred Harris and um, what was his name? Dan Towels. Towles, uh, Derek Griffiths. Derek Griffiths, like
1: best blokes of the eighties. They were
2: the best blokes of the eighties. Like they weren't blokes, like bloke blokes. No, just like, fellas. just fellas. They had the they had a normal amount of pubes. Yeah, just the right amount. Yeah. And, and I just think they were like, Google Fred Harris people if you don't know who he is. There's a few shots of him when he was like smooth as a nail on the chin. Um, but what's,
1: that, what's Fred Harris up to nowadays?
2: I think he's still alive. Is he? Like, yeah. Like, I remember loving Fred Harris, just thinking like he was just a proper good bloke. Do you know what?
1: I think people like Fred Harris, they just go, um, and Derek Griffiths as well. Like, they're proper Bernard Cribbins as well. Like, proper national treasures. They didn't use their power to finger anyone. I think, in my mind, I would have them casting bronze statues and replace, you know, like the one in Bristol that got pulled down. Yeah. Have someone like Fred Harris or Derek Griffiths or, or Cribbins there. Yeah. Just someone who, you know, definitely not a nonce, gave kids pleasure in the right sort of way. Maybe just have the three of them, like on the white cliffs of Dover, like Rushmore. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> who would be the fourth, though? Harris. F- Fred. Yeah. Uh.
2: Cribbins, yep. Uh, Griffiths, Brian Kent. Kent. That'd be a fucking welcome. The jam. Like, but imagine that—just fucking coming across on a pO on a booze cruise, and you just look up, and there's your fucking the faces of your childhood there, just welcoming you in.
1: Best of British, right there.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: Sniff any one of their fingers at any point throughout their life. Soap. Just, you know, just or normal. Just smell normal.
2: Plasticine. Plasticine. Play Doh Glory. Yeah. Prit stick.
1: All the usual things. Yeah.
2: Stationary, fundamentally. Yeah. A bit crafty stuff. Yep. Not. Crafty, no. no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, okay. Um oh, I minefield nowadays,
2: yeah, isn't it? no, it really is. Um Food and Drink started on BBC Two and then run for run for twenty years. How boring.
1: I've never once watched any programme there about was that Food bird. or
2: Drink. There was that woman that used to just like sniff wine and like and just go, it's kinda of, kind of like uh, uh, a, a bouquet of fucking piss flaps and fucking flange. Like it was fucking no, rubbish.
1: Just nah, nah. I, I don't I don't watch anything about food or did you watch anything about food or drink?
2: No. Nah, no. Nah. I listened to an old episode the other day and you were saying that uh, if you could replace the royal family you'd have Mary Berry as the queen. And then you said that she had elderly hands.
1: So Mary Berry? She's an old lady, so she will have elderly hands.
2: Um What was you eating? They're not drinking? just elderly
1: though, are they? Like they're wizened like like claws, crab to claws.
2: What was you eating and drinking in nineteen eighty two? What What was your dinners like? I'd uh,
1: still eat one of a cake, so like. What been, was you eating
2: in the in the in nineteen eighty two? What were your dinners? Let it put me off. Um. What do you want to say about Mary Berry? No, nothing. Because it's bothering you, isn't it?
1: No, I just think oh, I think she's a national treasure. I think. Thank
2: we, you. Right, let's let's nip that, that in the bud. Then to,
1: we have to herald these people that are national treasures, you know, just like, just enjoy them while they're still here because she's not got long left, has she? Like Captain Tom, he weren't around, you know, we didn't know about him for long, so we just had to enjoy him while he was there. That's all come out again this week, is not it?
2: You happy about that?
1: I'm not happy, but just sort of, you know, when something's too good to be true, it probably is true, you know, and he was just a nice old bloke trying to do something nice And just like the minute that happens, once you start, you know, making it something more than it is, the vultures fucking come in, take them off to Barbados. There's a selfie with fucking Cliff and Russ Abbott. Next thing you know, he's got COVID, carked it. They've all got their hands in the till. Captain Tom Gin.
2: So what was your your dinners in 82? Did you have like, was you like the same dinners every week?
1: We had the same dinner every day each week go on I can't really I can't really fucking remember so we'd have had like the ones I remember from being a kid would be we'd have pork chops um, you know with like vegetables and potatoes yeah another night we'd have um uh haddock a mash yeah and then another night on Thursday we'd have a fry up First night was throw up night, and I remember this because um, I used to have this like metal plate, which would have been about, about so big, like about the size of a seven inch single, yeah, uh, uh, with like Disney's Dumbo like etched into it. That I think I got when I was a really little boy, but yeah. that used to be my plate for my throw up, yeah. And uh, I remember um, I was probably far too old to have a little tiny <laughs> plate like that because I remember playing Asteroids. So I must have been like 10. This probably was, this probably would have been like, eight, eight. what do you reckon, 80 or 81? Yeah. I was playing Asteroids on my Atari, and my mum shouting at me that my dinner was ready, like, me fry-up. And uh, going, it's going cold, but I was on a high score. I had like 52,000. I'd never ever got that high before. You know, I was like... And like, I didn't want to fucking leave me Asteroids to go and have, go and have me dinner. But yeah. that, that was a fry-up that night. That's,
2: yeah. Was it there when you finished, or did you get put in the bin?
1: No, it was still there, but it was cold and it weren't quite as enjoyable when mum had the ump. Okay. Well, if you got any, any poignant
2: No they're all just the same shit. we used to have liver and bacon. I remember having like liver with mash. Yeah. And like and yeah, we'd have like Haddock with like mash. They're
1: pretty grown up dinners, aren't they? Can you imagine giving kids like Haddock oh, and fucking liver nowadays? My kids would be like fuck off.
2: Like and yeah, just like pork chop veg and like sometimes it was just like boiled potatoes I'd be like
1: liked, I liked all that though I I did fucking like all that boring yeah but you don't really like anything do you like
2: I've got a new game
1: what's the new game
2: well it's called Upstairs Downstairs oh sounds good and it's about bald men up top I want to know if you think they're bald downstairs
1: so what's this in relation to? I thought you were going to tie it in with something. No, nah,
2: just some just some people off the telly right. and off the upstairs music. Upstairs
1: down. So they're balled upstairs. I want to
2: know if you think they have a tidy up downstairs or if it's just fucking they've got a lot of pubes.
1: Right, okie doke.
2: Right. So answer uh, with um, either smooth or bush, right?
1: Smooth or bush.
2: Okay. Foresight.
1: Who?
2: Bruce Foresight.
1: Bruce
2: Forsyth. Bruce Forsyth. 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 Yeah. He's, I mean... Brucey.
1: Brucey. B- so I would no, no idea what you're... I mean, it's easy to say that with hindsight. Yeah. B- <laughs> Go on. Right. Nothing up top.
2: Nothing. Upstairs he's, Bush. Okay. Interesting.
1: He's got a very long, pointy cock... And very low-hanging bollocks, but with a great big grey bush. Okay, I'm liking the the, the idea that we're now going to describe uh, their their
2: pencil as well.
1: I think it's like a dog and its owner, like... Yeah. His cock matches his face. Elton John. What was a bit for no pubes?
2: Uh, Smooth.
1: I think Elton John would be smooth... Downstairs.
2: I reckon it's smooth and he's got a little butter mushroom and just like a cabbage patch kid.
1: Definitely. His cock shrunk Yeah, and like he's just trimmed it back and back and back just to try and Accentuate Accentuate it. the length. Yeah.
2: He's literally got no stem anymore.
1: No, there's nothing. Just literally just an el just an helmet. Just just like a little tiny fucking like a little hernia just sticking out above his bollocks.
2: It's like a little thumbnail. Phil Collins. Now, yeah.
1: Shouldn't we keep it to the eighties?
2: All right, Phil
1: Collins in the eighties. Bold on top, bush below, but not a massive bush. Nah, nah, not like Rutherford. He didn't have a bush like Rutherford, did he? No. Just you know, just the just probably the average. Why did Rutherford
2: have so much hair? What was he hiding? Errol Brown.
1: Errol Brown. Smooth on top. Smooth on top. Down below. Jackson 5. Really? Yeah. No chance. What, you reckon Bold below? Definitely. I mean, nowadays, I'd look at Errol Brown. I mean, he's deceased, so obviously. Is like... he?
2: Yeah. Errol Brown's dead. Yeah.
1: Errol Brown bred. <laughs> 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 I did not know that. Yeah. He, he died several years ago. Oh, shame. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, nowadays you'd look at er- Errol Brown, worry, worry alive, and you'd you'd think you know he's got the Clippers out. But
2: no, not but- even Clippers. He's bicked That what? I don't mean there's a, there would have been a hair on Errol's on Errol's body.
1: No, he he, he kept a, he kept a strong bush. Fair I maintain enough. it because he was a sexy he was a sexy bloke. The yep. ladies liked him. Yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just not, I think you I'm would not have having. I'm not having
2: back, so they could have seen his sexy thing. <laughs> Gary Newman. <laughs>
1: That's a tough one. Has he ever acknowledged that he's bald? Newman. Yeah. No, but why should he? He's his, his prorogative. What? Not Wogan, didn't did he?
2: Oh, we will have, we'll have Wogan.
1: Newman, I oh, I think. Bush, but he straightens it with straighteners and dyes it black. It it maintains a gothic look. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good shout.
2: Uh, oh, in which case, Wogan,
1: Wogan, Bush, okay. but yeah, not loads, not loads.
2: Alright. Lastly, uh, Angelie Harriet. <sighs> nah, Bixit,
1: it, fix it. See, I quite like that quiz, but when you said about bold blokes from the 80s, the first two that sprung to mind, you Gary haven't mentioned. Christian. No, I didn't mention. I, I reckon Gary Christian would probably have like above average pubes. Yeah, above I, didn't, average, I, didn't didn't I didn't say, say Duncan
2: Goodhue because I presume he's got a Lopecia.
1: I thought you said, I didn't say Duncan Goodhue because he's more sort of like late 70s. No, who was you thinking? Goodhue. Yeah. Who else? So you're saying Goodhue, because of a medical condition, yeah. that doesn't have any pubes. <laughs> hey, we're not editing that out because he's factually accurate. Not, not editing anything
2: out. Why would you edit that? We're just, I, I, I think, uh, if I'm wrong, if, if, if Goodhue hasn't got alopecia... Um, then I apologise. I don't I've,
1: really know how alopecia works, so I don't know whether all the hair on your whole body falls out, but I mean, we didn't have any eyebrows and stuff, so... That's what's making
2: me think. If that's a lazy uh, 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 a lazy opinion on that, I'm very sorry. Um, who, You said two bald people from the 80s. Who was the other one? The bloke from Midnight Oil? No, that's another good shout. Yeah. P- mm, no pubes. Really? No Aussie pub- bloke from the 80s? Mate, wild down there. You're Literally. right, I'm, com- Bush. I'm completely wrong, yeah. 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 Who is the other one? You said two people from the 80s.
1: The mo- you're forgetting the most famous bold bloke from the 80s. Go on. Was no one else springing to mind? Goodhue. Come on, fucking hell. Goodhue, the second most famous bold bloke from the 80s behind Goodhue. I can't think. The bloke from the Eels have eyes. Oh,
2: sorry, yeah. Well, that could be the bloke from Midnight Oil (laughs) or that ref. They're all the same, aren't they? You'll never see either of them in the same room at the same time. Definitely
1: not. It's nice that he had that career that went on.
2: Yeah. Uh, Do you think he had pubes? Bloke from Meals have eyes? Yeah. No chance. No chance. We just set fire to him. (laughs) Scary, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, Do you reckon his cock was angular and lopsided as well? Should we do news? Yep.
2: Um right, so we've spoke about the fact that um blokes don't now fly out proper blokes sort of fizzled out, didn't they in the eighties right like, yeah. you know we, we got a carryover from the seventies, and then by the time it got to the end of the eighties, blokes were no longer a thing no like, I mean
1: like at as, as the turn of the eighties you had you had the likes of roach yeah mcManus Waterman. Waltman
2: Chaz. Chas from
1: Chas and Dave.
2: Yeah.
1: And then like they they got replaced, didn't they, with like Sylvian LeBon Rhodes. Yeah. Like you know Tom was, Bailey from the Thompson twins. So
2: so much of these things it's all starting to make sense. This podcast is starting to really kind of Explain a lot to me. Where where this Have you went, got
1: anything it, from it then? Have you started to get something from it?
2: Yeah, because like it, it it was at a time where men were no longer defined by how many pubes they had. Because as you get into the like the 90s, people started having a trim up. No one trimmed their pubes in the 80s. Like, no one shaved their pubes in the eighties. Like. So have a listen to this, right? So in this month, the production of the Ford Cortina. Ends after 20 years of five generations, replaced by the Sierra. I
1: thought you were going to say replaced by Remington Ball Fuzz Away.
2: Well, might as well have been. Like, if you went to a showroom and said, how much for the Cortina, mate? They'd be like, well, it's going to cost you like 1,500 quid and just a quick look at your Corey. And it's like, yep, fair enough, yep, good, good. Good body of pubes they, down there. Did
1: they count your pubes before you was allowed a Cortina?
2: I reckon you need a minimum of four hundred pubes to drive a Cortina, and that, that's that's just at a one point six. I reckon if you had like, yeah, you if know, you're going, so, if you're going up, yeah. yeah, like there was cars where.
1: Did Walk have a Cortina?
2: Definitely, definitely. Imagine how many times fucking Pat Roach just pulled into his scrapyard in his Cortina.
1: I mean, I think he had all sorts of Cortinas in his scrapyard in all states of repair. Yeah. Is it the most manly car, Cortina? It was like, if, I think if you just kind of, you know, if you had an all
2: right sort of set of pubes on you, you could probably get away with an Escort. Mm. Like, But I think, like, you had to be able to have a rare if you had a Cortina as well. I think, like, you need you, yeah. be able to look after yourself if you drove a Cortina.
1: Well, you wouldn't need to look after yourself because you just ran them over your Cortina.
2: Yeah, good point. Good it would Do a
1: lot more damage than getting hit by a Capri, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean that was that was a fella's car, like. But I don't think it was like Roach wouldn't have drove a Capri.
1: Definitely not. But but then like David Essex, I think might have drove a Capri. I think you got Smelly Fingers more in a Capri than you I, did, did in did, a Cortina.
2: Oh no, no! I mean, look at this. Did did a did a Capri have back seats?
1: Um, yeah, it, it did, but I think you needed to access them by putting the seats forward. Right. Which, which if you. I think people were perfectly prepared to do. And so arousing was the Capri to women at the time. They were perfectly prepared to wait while you got out and put the seats forward.
2: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Gave them time to, like, just itch their dress up and pull their knickers to one side while you're fiddling around with the seats. Yeah. Um, and they they were like that leverette, weren't they? So just. Anything that gets splashed on them, just wipe it off. Wet wipes straight over that, gone. They weren't wet wipes, it was just like an old rag. <laughs> <laughs> it's the eighties. Didn't get any fat burgs in the eighties, did you?
2: Would have been um Essex's uh old Romany fucking neckerchief. He just like <laughs> little wipe <laughs> gone, That's why he
1: had the neckerchief
3: yeah. on
2: it. Like but that's the thing, with like Roach, you would have always had an oily rag in his back pocket, but he just didn't need it because mm. he didn't have fucking leather seats in his in his uh, cortina. And, like, to be honest, like, I don't think people like Roach were entertaining women in a cortina. He's a big old...
1: I I would like to see Roach trying to enter a woman in the back of a cortina. He's a a big old unit. By the time he's got that fucking swimsuit to one side...
2: (laughs) See, this is the thing. I don't think... I don't think, like, you know, blokes like Roach and that, like, I think they were just too busy, like, having a pint, like... Taking care of business with like he the scrapyard and that.
1: He wasn't that bothered about everything
2: off, no, was he? No. Like all he was bothered about when he got in was that Mrs. Roach, you know, a, a dinner was ready yeah. and like and he was allowed to watch a Fuidas Pet that night. Yeah. He was a man of simple pleasures. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I think when when Mrs. Roach wanted to be, shall we say, looked after, I think he delivered. Yeah. Did um your old man had a Sierra, didn't he? He had a blue one, didn't he? Yeah. My dad had a brown Sierra. He
1: had a brown Sierra? Yeah. That's such a conflict of fucking decades.
2: Yeah, I know.
1: Because brown is very 70s, isn't it? Like, yeah. What, so what you did? the, so the Sierra coming in 82? Yeah. i trying to think when my old man got his Sierra. It was a, it was a wire edge, our Sierra. It
2: was a lot of light... Your, you had that light blue one, didn't you? Yeah. There it was, was like, lots it, of light blue ones. No, it weren't it?
1: light blue. Petrol blue? No, it was, it was glacier blue. Glacier blue. Because it was like one, one of the first, one of the first sort of metallicy.
2: Yeah. Good. Yeah. My old man had a silver Escort with like a black, like plastic roof. That was quite cool. Yeah. But uh, I remember like Sid's old man had like a Cortina, like a blue one, like the old ones from like the fucking late seventies. Yeah. And like and he had like furry seats in there, like furry seat covers. Yeah. It was just like. Just a fucking geezer's motor.
1: Furry seat covers are just like... A bit of a no-no, aren't they?
2: I don't know. I mean, my old man never had them.
1: No, but you'd just be like... How are you going to just... Jizz ain't going to wipe up a furry seat covers, is it?
2: Nah, you don't want little fucking... Yeah, matted up fucking seats full of old spaff.
1: Thing is, thing is though, I suppose, if you've got furry seat covers... You know, and and you end up accidentally off off in off in a prostitute, then you haven't got to go and find like a roll up off cut a carpet. carpet, have you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, swings around about, doesn't it? Um,
1: Sutcliffe have? Did Sutcliffe have a Cortina?
2: Not sure. Not sure. Um, Michael Fagan breaks into Buckingham Palace and he's apprehended after entering the royal bedroom.
1: I, th- I had a little look at this and I've, I kind of... I don't know why, I've just cut and pasted a big section off Wikipedia. Go on. Right, so that weren't the first time he'd been in the palace. Did you know that? No. Right, I found, it, I found all this out off Wikipedia. So he's caught in the Queen's bedroom, right? Right. So first entry... Fagan's first intrusion into the palace took place in early June 82. Fagan said he shimmied up a drainpipe and startled a housemaid who called security, but he disappeared before the guards arrived, who then disbelieved the housemaid's report. Fagan claims he then entered the palace through an unlocked window on the roof and wandered around for the next half hour while eating cheddar cheese and crackers. Two alarms were tripped, but the police turned them off, believing them to be faulty. He viewed royal portraits and sat for some time on a throne. That's what you'd do if you broke in. the... Pack. Oh, cheese and biscuits. Sit on the throne eating them. He also spoke of entering the post room. He drank half a bottle of white wine before getting tired and sneaking back out. Right, so he's, he's done a proper recce there. That's brilliant. He's an early urban explorer, isn't he? Yeah, puck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving that. So didn't I, anyone, did he? No, so I, I
2: didn't. Just know a, look, little, had
1: a look about. Just having a look about. All this fucking security. He only wanted to look about. He grabs another one then.
3: Yeah.
1: Right, second entry. At around 7am on 9th of July 1982, I think this is when he got caught, Fagan scowled Buckingham Palace's 14-foot-high perimeter wall, which was topped with revolving spikes and barbed wire.
2: Why is he not getting credit for this?
1: No, exactly. Like, I should just put him on Ninja Warrior. And then he climbed up a drainpipe before wandering into the Queen's bedroom about 7.15am. An alarm sensor had detected his movements inside the palace, but police thought the alarm was faulty. They're such lazy cunts, aren't they? In 1982, uh, Fagan wandered the palace corridors for several minutes before reaching the royal apartments. In an anteroom, Fagan broke a glass ashtray, cutting his hand. It sounds like he was on the sauce. Uh, he was still carrying a fragment of the glass when he entered the queen's bedroom. The queen woke when he disturbed a curtain. Did he have his hand up eye <laughs> dress? <laughs> Uh, an initial report said Fagan sat on the edge of her bed. However, in a 2012 interview, he said she left the room immediately to seek security. Right, so he says, Arrest. Since Fagan's actions were at the time a civil wrong rather than a criminal offence, he was not charged with trespassing in the Queen's bedroom. He was charged with theft of the wine, but the charges were dropped when he was committed for psychiatric evaluation and he spent the next three months in a psychiatric hospital. Now, did you read any of his later life? No. Right, later life. Two years after entering Buckingham Palace, Fagan attacked a policeman at a cafe in Fishguard, Wales and was given a three-month suspended sentence. In 1983, so this is a year later, Fagan recorded a cover version of the Sex Pistols song God Save the Queen with punk band The Bollock Brothers. And in 1997, he was in prison for four years after he, his wife and their 20-year-old son Aaron were charged with conspiring to supply heroin. He's had a colourful life, hasn't he? That's a book. Yeah. So a couple of things on that.
2: So I'm eating. Um people don't climb up drain pipes anymore. No, that, what? Was, that was well seventies, wasn't it? Like if, if you was like if you got caught like you know in bed with someone's wife, you, you climbed down the drain pipe, didn't yeah. you?
1: Like um Oh now there's two reasons for that. One the ever-burgeoning weight of the population, and two, we've switched to plastic drain pipes from, yeah. like, cast-iron ones. Yeah,
2: yeah good point. So if
1: you're, if you're, like... They've got them flimsy little clips as well, aren't they hold them on. So what do you do if your... The sun makes them brittle. You just wouldn't trust You wouldn't trust a drain pipe. What do you do if you're having an affair?
2: You, we'd have to ask some window cleaners or something like that. If, like, they're, they're in bed, and the husband gets in early from work. Yeah. Like... Sometimes I guess you just you hide in the wardrobe or hide right under the bed, but if there's no chance of that, you've got to get out of the window, ain't you? And well, like... But I,
1: th- I think with zero hours contracts as well, but you don't always know the husband's shift pattern. Yeah, you know, and it might be that they've gotten at work and been let go for whatever reason, and they've got no yep. they've got no comebacks. They're on a zero hours contract, so the husband could always be at home at any time.
2: And this is the thing as well. Like most window cleaners are self employed. If they 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 they're taking their life in their hands, because if they do have to get out of the window. And their ladders ain't there. Chances are they're going to fall. And who's going to pay? Who's going to pay them sick? No one. They work for themselves.
1: You're right. Because now any time they spend in bed with someone's wife, they're just really robbing themselves. Because as I found out, like when I used to work for Essex Council, you know, I always made it my job to sort out um, my father's side football because I could sit there on council time and do all the texts and organise, you know, like, make sure there was ten people, organise the sides and let everyone know. But then the minute I left the council and, you know, started working for myself, you're only robbing... By skiving, you're only robbing yourself.
2: Not the taxpayer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know what you're saying.
1: Is the juice worth the squeeze for window cleaners these days? I don't think so. I don't think so. Was it a perk of the job? More, Definitely in the 70s maybe early 80s. with.
2: I think would say yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. Handy men don't like. I don't know. Do you think handy men turn up to do jobs now and have it off? No. Do women open the
1: door in negligees anymore? Nope. It's all changed. It's a, I mean, like in a lot of ways, the the world is a much nicer, fairer place. But in other ways, like... No wonder no one wants to be an handyman anymore. Like... You know, when I was an handyman for Essex Council, it wasn't very well paid. Like... There was a few opportunities to skive off. But, like, by and large, I'd never end up with my overalls round my ankles nuts deep in some 40-year-old bird whose husband's on shifts. Like... So what's the point in doing it anymore? <laughs> no point um,
2: Have you got anything for news?
1: Um, right I would so much call this news um more sort of like events all right on July the second nineteen eighty two this is called the Long Chair Larry Flight all right. On July 2nd, 1982, Larry Walters made a 45 minute flight in a homemade airship made of an ordinary patio chair and 45 helium filled weather balloons. That's excellent, isn't it? People don't do that anymore. The aircraft rose to an altitude of about 16,000 feet. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Pop one! Uh, uh drifted h- from, help <laughs> It drifted from the point of liftoff in San Pedro, California and entered a controlled airspace near Long Beach Airport. <laughs> me they <shot> him, man. <laughs> uh, during the landing, uh, Larry Walters was shot dead. Really? No, I'm only joking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> during the landing, the aircraft became entangled in power lines and Walters was able to climb down safely. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah lawn chair imagine being known as lawn chair Larry so it was just a bit of garden furniture he's just some (laughs) cunt who's tied a load of balloons to his patio chair
2: Uh, do you reckon he got before he full oh no
1: 12 foot (laughs) definitely
2: (laughs) he was like oh I really should have left a little rope (laughs) so someone could pull me down I reckon when you start cruising at, like, 300 foot,
1: you must be thinking, fucking hell, I'm going to space. It's yeah, 16,000 feet. You've got to be fucking worried, haven't <laughs> you? Looking down at
2: aeroplanes and you're on your fucking patio furniture. <laughs> at the time to take tank engine balloons. That's fucking brilliant. I love mad cunts like that. That's a proper fucking crazy fucking... Yeah.
1: Um, got anything else?
3: No,
1: I ain't got a lot for sport. No, it's just fucking bollocks, isn't it? Like we got uh, booted
2: out of the World Cup, didn't we? 0-0 to Spain, and that was the end of oh, us.
1: Oh, did we? I, I didn't, yeah, oh, yeah, that was really disappointing. That wasn't Greenwood it. Greenwood quit.
2: Oh, did he? What? Greenwood quit. Rep- uh, replaced by uh, Bobby.
1: Yeah. We're not to have a good World Cup in nineteen eighty-six, didn't we? Or was that nineteen ninety? Hey, eighty-six was Mexico was good. Yeah. Trying to think who we went out to in Mexico. Was it Ray Wilkins got sent off?
2: He was a bloke,
1: wasn't he? Wilkins. Did he have anything downstairs?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I would say probably in line with Collins.
2: I reckon Wilkins had like he, he yeah, he, he had a lot of pubes. But I reckon When it got to the nineties, he was he was Imagine Keegan's pubes.
1: They were out of control.
2: Could you see his cock for his pubes?
1: I'm I'm not saying... I don't think Keegan had a small cock. I'm just saying he had a lot of pubes. You could probably just see the end of it. Yeah. you got a rough idea as to where it was.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or it was a bit crooked. Just, just poked out of them pubes like Gonzo's nose.
1: <laughs> On the soft?
2: Yeah. 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 Do you think Keegan was one for the ladies. Yeah, he was famous, wasn't he, Keegan? Yeah, he weren't no Georgie Best though, was he?
1: But he sort of was. He sort of was of his time, but he weren't. He he weren't that kind of bloke, was he? I don't know. I don't know that much about him. I remember. He, like, I remember thinking he was really cool when I was a kid. He
2: had a proper old perm on him,
1: didn't he? Yeah. He he always just seemed like a, a decent bloke, Kevin Keegan. He he had a lot of pews, but he never misused them.
2: No, he didn't. No.
1: Put him at good use.
2: Yeah. Did you ever think you could be a footballer?
1: No. Did <laughs> you? Did you, you ever have any dreams of being a footballer? Nah, nah. I'd love to have been a footballer, but I never once had any fucking aspiration to be one. I was just too shit.
2: Yeah, I knew I was shit.
1: Um. You got an act-trick one time, didn't you? Yeah, but didn't we be... Dauntless, 21-0 or something. Oh, maybe we did, yeah. Yeah, because we... See, that that was the thing with our Cub Pack, wasn't it? Where we we all started at the entry age because we was a new Cub Pack. Yeah. So we got fucking hammered, didn't we, every week. We got done 22-1, didn't we, over... Was it over East Tilbury?
2: All sit Beat us in our first ever match, didn't
1: they? I'm trying to think. I thought it was East Tilbury we got done 22-1. We got done <laughs> 13-3 at our own ground was that oh. against dorset Because I remember our keeper was that Joseph Joseph O'Brien. What I mean? Just um, um, the ball coming back to him, and the ref him looking at the ref as if say, so "What do I do?" And the ref went goal kick, meaning just kick it out. And he put the ball down, and their player just ran up and booted it in the goal. <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot about how good we were. But we was all little kids, weren't we? And we, yeah. you know, like some of the people at the end of Cubs were basically men, weren't they? Yeah. And uh, and then, but because we all grew up, we ended up with a team who were all like eleven, yeah. and we were playing against mixed teams, weren't, weren't we? Between like eleven and fucking seven. So I still we don't remember winning very often. I think we, I think we sort of did towards the end. There was a
2: thing called the Duffel Cup or something, or the Duffer Cup. I don't know. Like the the, the cup team that like got to the final played at Gray's Rec. Yeah. I played at the Graves Grand, and I remember thinking, oh, I'd love to go and fucking play. Did you ever play on there? Nah. Nah, I'd love to have played on there.
1: I I knew a bloke after, um, I mean, like, years after this, I knew a bloke who had a flat that overlooked the ground. And so, like, you know, you go in there and just watch Graves Athletic from his flat.
2: Oh, that's good, isn't it?
1: It was good, but he was a right cunt. And then they, they knocked all the ground down, just built houses there. There you
2: go. Serves him right. can't think if there's anything left to discuss. I'm having a little look through the news now. Oh, Margaret Thatcher rejects calls in Parliament for the return of the death penalty for terrorist murder.
1: That's a really bleak thing to end on, isn't it? Yeah. See you next month. Bye. Remembering when we were young in the 80s.